0: Here's something crazy for you to ponder if you want to send your mind for a loop. Just how lucky we all are to be here together again in this precise moment. You probably know the old trivia answer that it takes a load of 100 million sperm just for one lucky swimmer to put on a cape and survive a myriad of death traps to fertilize one egg that has to be in precisely the right place at precisely the right time. And then there's a million things that can go wrong with a pregnancy along the way. Trust me, I've taken a Lamaze class. But if your parents decided to have sex before dinner instead of after, you, my friend, would literally be a completely different person. Because that sperm cell that makes salmon spawning upriver look amateur has to be in the absolute perfect load position to cross that egg finish line. So even if your dad's climax was changed in history by a single moment with testicles making 1,500 sperm per second, you'd be a different person. So the next time you inevitably ask yourself, what the fuck am I doing here? You remember, the answer is fate and load locale, but mostly load locale. Welcome back to the Fishbowl, my friends. I'm Bob over there, Fish B, the extra-dimensional musical genius, applying the musical accoutrement. Just a guy in his extra-dimensional fishbowl trying to make you smile and trying to make you think. In the Fishbowl tonight, did TMZ cross the line again? Mr. Peanut might not die after all, and Lou Dobbs pushes the envelope of stupidity with his genitalia. Really, Fish B? With his jet? That that can't be right! That can't be right! Thank you for the hot lead. I suppose we'll find out when we get there in the fishbowl, but first, Fish B, let's begin the only way we know how with question one. Bernie Sanders has AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and filmmaker Michael Moore working as campaign surrogates in Iowa while he's trapped in Senate for the impeachment trial. And Elizabeth Warren has Queer Eye star Jonathan Van Ness. Who does your dream candidate, Senator Amy Klobuchar, have? We really need Amy to come in third. She's got to come in third in Iowa. Come on, Iowa. And she's not my dream candidate. She's the Goldilocks candidate. She's not too hot. She's not too cold. She's just right. Right. Former prosecutor. she would roast Trump. She's never lost an election. She's from the Midwest. She's a woman. She checks all the boxes. We'll see what the Democrats do in Iowa. But again, she's not my dream candidate, but she is the Goldilocks candidate. Go Amy Klobuchar. But who does she have as her campaign surrogates? Because that's a big deal for the senators that are stuck in the Senate doing the impeachment thing. She's got her twenty-something daughter, Abigail. Not familiar with her work, but I'm sure it's fantastic. Last night, this is serious. She hosted a hot dish house party. I don't know what a hot dish house party is. I think it's a potluck by a uh, a name that uh, is fancier. It's a it's a hot dish house party. Um, and then the big gun Klobuchar's got is Phil Drobnik. Yes. Yes, 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 that Phil Drobnik, the coach of the 2018 gold medal U.S. curling team. So Abigail and Phil, they're out there. Well, uh, well, Miss Klobuchar cannot be uh, in Iowa. But I have a better idea for my Goldilocks candidate. If you've watched any of the debates, and I don't expect you to have it, but if you have, you know that when the gun debate comes up, She always brings up Uncle Dick in his hunting stand and how common sense gun legislation won't affect Uncle Dick in his hunting stand. She's always talking about Uncle Dick in the hunting stand. So here's what I propose host a giant snowball fight. It's winter in Iowa. Utilize, you know, Abigail, if she can escape from the Hot Dish house party, and Phil Drobnik, the curling coach, to really drive up the attendance, and then have Uncle Dick in his hunting stand with a paintball gun. Boom. As my hero David Letterman says, there is no off position on the genius switch. What's next, Fishby? Did TMZ cross the line by posting the news of Kobe's helicopter crash before the families were even notified? TMZ has crossed the line many times before, so many times that I'm not going to list them one by one. Just take my word for it. They have as global media ombudsman. But this is a really, 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 really tricky spot for TMZ because they had the news It's earth shattering news. It's Kobe Bryant. There were eight other souls on board, obviously, including Kobe's daughter. But I mean, if you were in the newsroom, which way would you go? Run the story? or do the old-fashioned media journalism thing where you might get beat by the story but at least you know you did the right thing by waiting for the families to be notified so they don't learn out of don't find out about the death of loved ones via a push notification from TMZ on their phone Which way would you go If I was in the newsroom that day I hate to say it but it's 2020. I would probably say to run it and not wait and do what TMZ did. However, if there were people smarter than me in the newsroom, which is more than likely. In fact, it's a it's a statistical certainty that there's people smarter than me in any newsroom. I could easily be convinced to wait, but TMZ chose not to, but they're TMZ. What's next, Fishbeep? If the Senate has a 50-50 tie on the vote for witnesses in the impeachment trial, does Vice President Pence cast the deciding vote just like it was a regular bill? Firstly, please, let's not refer to him as Vice President. He's the Vice Pastor. If he was any more arrogantly holier than thou, I'd swear he was the world's creepiest closeted gay man, but that's really neither here nor there. Now, that is usually the way it works. Uh, Constitutionally, the vice president, his only constitutional job is being president of the Senate. In theory, he presides over the Senate, but he doesn't do that. But he does go to the Senate when there's a 50-50 tie. And believe it or not, that's already happened 13 times during the Trump presidency. And Vice Pastor Pence is there to break that tie and cast the deciding vote. However, in an impeachment trial, the vice pastor not in charge of breaking the tie, Chief Justice John Roberts would break the tie, and which way do you think he would go? I tend to think because it's a trial, he would vote for witnesses, But you never know with that Chief Justice John Roberts. He can be squirrely sometimes and know exactly where he's going to land on one side of one issue. But if there is a 50-50 tie, it would be Chief Justice John Roberts. What's next? Why does TV money man and Trump worshiper Lou Dobbs hate John Bolton so much? You know, John Bolton worked at Fox News for 11 years. John Bolton was a hero of the right forever. He never met a country. He didn't want a bomb. He's John Bolton. But now Lou Dobbs, because John Bolton is writing this anti-Trump book and, you know, he might be the guy that accidentally brings Trump down in this impeachment if he has to witness, he actually called John Bolton a, quote, tool of the left. But then it gets dumber. Shocking for Lou Dobbs, but it does. He also accused John Bolton of being former FBI director James Comey, called him a James Comey homie. Why? Not because Bolton and Comey are hanging out, but simply because Comey and Bolton are represented by the same book publishing reps. They're an outfit called Javelin. And now it gets funnier because you know who else is represented by Javelin? Don Rumsfeld, hardly a uh, figure of the left, Mr. Uh, George W. Bush, war machine himself, Don Rumsfeld. Tucker Carlson of Fox News fame. And oh, by the way, you know who else's books are represented by Javelin? You know who else? Wait for it. Wait for it. Lou fucking Dobbs. Ta da! <coughs> and fish me that. Certainly, Lou Dobbs pushed the envelope, but I don't know if he pushed the envelope of stupidity with his genitalia, but I guess guess that did make the tease. What's next? Yo, it's me, Fish B. Oh, fantastic. What are we doing for our two-year anniversary show tomorrow? Oh, wow, Fish B. No insults? The question continues on the back. And when you go outside, does your mom make you wear a helmet? Ha, 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 Fish be Very, 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 very unfunny. Uh, yeah, it is a celebration season. I mean, tonight, chapter 400, an even number. We've actually done 401 shows, but one doesn't count. One was so bad it doesn't count. So tonight's chapter 400. And tomorrow, our two-year anniversary. Fish B, you're going to have to wait till tomorrow to find out. I think I have an idea, but it shan't be revealed till manana. What's next? How are you always in such a good mood? Who who me, Bob? How am I always in such a good mood? I'm in such a good mood during the podcast because this is the highlight of my day every day. The highlight of the day is doing this show with, uh, believe it or not, Fish B over there. But even sometimes during the show, I'm certainly not in a good mood. Sometimes I'm definitely in a mood. The good news is when that happens, oftentimes uh, my sense of humor, although not intentional, I'll be even funnier, just not on purpose. When I'm in a bad mood, so people tend tend to enjoy that as well. But I'm certainly not always in a good mood. I thought I was gonna have a panic attack earlier today. I don't know why I was so upset. I I just I I just was like my mind was just spinning on me, and I was just, I was just really 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 upset, and I can't even remember why, but I do remember trying to calm myself down. And this is an awkward conversation to have with oneself, but I promise this is one hundred percent truth, as as I always am, unless of course I'm joking. But it was like imagine. Uh, you're in and I don't know why you would be, but imagine you're like in, a, in in a rodeo pen or a rodeo ring, whatever the fuck they call the thing. and you're walking up to a very, very, very angry bull and you're like, you know, you got your hands in front of you, you like you're kind of gently making that push in motion. you're like, you're okay it's all right, everything's fine, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> like, it was, it was that thing, it was that thing. And, and did that work? No, no, no. But a burrito did, so God bless burritos. What's next? Should Planters Peanuts pull the Super Bowl ad where Mr. Peanut dies in the wake of the Kobe tragedy, should Planters Peanuts should they pull the ad? Uh, I read this story too that they're that they were thinking about it. That uh, they think it might be insensitive as the as, as the country and really the world grieves for uh, NBA legend Kobe Bryant. No, I don't think they should pull it. But but then then if you remember the thing that is weird about the commercial and obviously the Kobe's helicopter, it crashed into, 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 into a mountain or a large hill in, in Calabasas. Um, apparently there's, there's some kind of accident that Mr. Peanut and I, I forget who else is in the commercial. I know it's an, actor from the series veep not named julia louis dreyfus and i forget who else so it's so it's mr peanut and 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 the actor from veep not named julia louis dreyfus and someone else that i don't remember because because i just i can't be expected to remember everything please that'd be crazy but they're on like they're hanging on the side of a cliff and the three of them are hanging on a branch. And Mister Peanut sacrifices himself to save the other two people that are hanging from the branch, and the cliff thing. That's a difficult spot. What would you do? How would you play that? Would you, if you're, if you're, you know, the marketing geniuses behind the Planters peanuts and whoever their, uh, their their ad firm is, would you pull it or wouldn't you? I mean, you've already gotten more publicity than you could have possibly imagined from the death of Mr. Peanut. I don't know. I don't know. I I know that's generally the answer you are not looking for, and we try to not say things like, I don't know here, but I honestly don't know. What's next? the national debt is going to climb to 98% of GDP by 2030. What does that mean? Um, I just said it and I can't believe I'm going to say it twice. Uh, I don't know exactly. I know currently, and this makes me sick to my stomach, at least like the Republicans, for all their faults, at, at least they cared about spending. At least they were fiscally conservative and weren't just continuing to borrow and borrow and borrow. But now, thanks to the tax cuts and increased spending, increased spending and tax cuts and tax cuts and why no one realizes that math doesn't work, I don't get it. Uh, the national debt is over $22 trillion as we're speaking projections of a $1 trillion budget deficit every single year for the next 11 years. And something I do know for sure, a trillion is a really, really, really big number. And sometimes we forget how big it is. A trillion is a million, million. If you stack pennies, one million, one mile. One billion. 870 miles, 1,870,000 miles. That math makes sense. The moon is only 225,000 miles away. 870,000 miles, 1 trillion pennies stacked. And then my favorite example, if you had 1 million ants, that's six pounds. If you had 1 billion ants, that's three tons. And if you had 1 trillion ants, that weighs more than six months of Rudy Giuliani's bullshit. <coughs> What's next, Fish B? <laughs> Yo, it's me, Fish B, again. Jesus Christo, Fish B, what is it this time? How are we celebrating our two year anniversary podcast tomorrow? I demand to know. Fish B. I already told you, you gotta wait till tomorrow I'll give you a hint, but just to Throw you off, but uh, Because I do have access to the internet I have a podcast Uh, A two year anniversary Just in case you're wondering That's the cotton Anniversary, and we're gonna do a show Alright Oh! Where's Isaiah's music oh too bad fish be too bad that means we've reached our final question belongs as always to our 9-year-old executive producer Isaiah the tiny player who tonight writes do you think this middle east peace plan has a chance <laughs> i'm not i'm not qualified to 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 uh, to answer this uh, this question the middle east peace plan that's been uh, that's been a conundrum that's quite the uh, quite the quagmire uh, since it is the Holy Land, uh, there's a big press conference today in the Holy—not in the Holy Land. It was in Washington D.C. It was at the White House, which only halfway explained Mike Pence's boner. Uh, it doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell, pun intended. It was funny today, though. Looking at the impeached Trump next to the indicted Benjamin Netanyahu, Israeli prime minister. He's in a lot of hot water and in the middle of world's longest election ever. Currently, it's like almost a year long or something in uh, in Israel. Uh, Random aside, since this is Isaiah's question. When I was in uh, Florida a few weeks ago, we went to a VR arcade in Orlando and we, drive, we drove right by the Holy Land Experience theme park. We weren't going to go, but we drove right by it on our way to the VR arcade. Strategically located between two mini golf courses that both have live gators. True story. And now, my friends, time for the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego and the finale. Kick it, Fishby! Nike's web store is sold out of all Kobe everything, and I'm suspicious. Comic Louis C.K. got a standing ovation at a surprise comedy gig, and it wasn't for not masturbating in public. Singer Dua Lipa and Lizzo went to a strip club after the Grammys, and the internet is allegedly pissed, and that's the worst faux outrage of 2020. Congrats, internet. Jerry Falwell's creepy Liberty University already booked their commencement speaker, and it's NPR's screamer, our Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. And lastly, queen guitarist Brian May is now professionally designing sports bras, and Fish B and I are both very, very, very confused. That's the show, my friends. We'll be back tomorrow, trying to make you think, trying to make you smile. We will uh, We will do our very best, and as previously mentioned twice by Fish B, it'll be our two-year anniversary show. You need to find us on social media. It's easy, at Bob Van Dyne or at Bob's Fishbowl, or you can always check out bobsfishbowl.com. Say adios, fishbait.